Welcome to Catholic Money Talk, where we talk about all things money and finance, and we try to do it through a lens of being Catholic, where our ultimate goal is to one day be in heaven with the Lord. I am your host, Paul Scarfone. Thank you for being here today. Today I want to talk about peace, but before we do that, let's say a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We ask you for all the grace and wisdom that we need to face the challenges or circumstances we find ourselves in. We know that you love us and that you have a great plan for us. Allow us to yield to your Holy Spirit. We ask all this in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The other day, I was asked to give a short exhortation at a prayer meeting that we attend. In order to prepare for it, I decided to flip through my prayer journal, and there was a regular theme I saw. I felt that the Lord was pointing me towards peace, so I felt led to talk about peace. And as I think more and more about it, I thought to share that here as well. There are many things in our life that can get us out of peace, and finances are certainly one of those, but there are other things as well. And it seems like a very appropriate topic today. If we just look at what's happening right now, there's a war in the Ukraine. There's a war in Israel. There are mass shootings. Then there are natural disasters. And there's fear, looting, and violence that can follow in the wake of those. Here in the U.S., we're entering an election election season. And who wins what? And all the political discussions and opinions can easily, easily get us out of peace. Peace is always needed. And some of these things, they just can seem very far off and somewhat irrelevant to us. So why bring them up? What can we do? If we want to bring peace into the world, it's got to start with us. It begins in our hearts. Last episode I mentioned uh, in my episode on contentment, I mentioned this scripture verse, uh, 2 Corinthians 6 verse 10. And again, this is a litany of things that a Christian is. And it says, As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet enriching many, as having nothing, and yet possessing all things. So how can we do all this? It's through Christ, but it starts in our hearts. Our hearts must be at peace. I was speaking with a friend several months back. We were discussing how we both get anxious and easily out of peace. And I love the analogy he gave me. He said, just imagine there's a small ocean in our hearts right? The small sea in our hearts. And it can be very violent. It can be a very violent ocean, a violent storm, right? Just think huge waves and just very, very violent storm. And we need to invite the Lord in to calm the ocean of our hearts. And I just thought that was just a beautiful image. And then I just, you know, visual, just like water that's kind of like glass, right? Just calm, not a single wave or ripple, right? So how do we invite the Lord in to calm the ocean of our hearts? So let's look at ourselves for a moment. Let's look at our hearts. Where are we out of peace? Is it our job? Is it our finances, our marriage? Maybe it's our children or a particular relationship. It could be an illness or a medical situation. Or maybe it's a situation in our family. Maybe in the church. And for me, there are multiple places where I can find myself out of peace. So how do I find peace? 
earlier this year, I was on a retreat, and when I was going through my prayer journal, I came across a word from that retreat, and it was a word that someone else had given, but when they spoke it, I heard it loud and clear. I knew it was for me, so I wrote it down, and this is what they said. Peace comes from living in God's will. I know that God has an awesome plan for each one of us. I know he has an awesome plan for me, and regularly, he invites us to participate in that plan. And by regularly, I mean constantly. It's the ultimate choose-your-own-adventure. It will take a lot of work for us to get away from him because he's in constant pursuit of us. When we accept his invitation to cooperate in his plan, we are living in his will. That's an important reminder to me. See, I can think that peace will come from getting everything I need to do done. I love a checklist. And I can think that peace will come when I'm done with my checklist. Or maybe we think peace will come when we have enough money to pay our bills. Or maybe we have enough saved in case of an emergency. Sometimes I can think peace is going to come from when I'm successful in my work. Or maybe peace comes when my children listen the first time I give them a direction. For some of us, maybe peace comes when the house is clean and all the laundry is done. And we can think that once these are all in order, then I will be peaceful. There's a story St. Uh, Francis of Assisi, he was working in his garden when someone asked him what he would do if he suddenly were to learn that he was going to die before sunset that very day. I would finish working in my garden, St. Francis said. Why would he do that? Because he knew he was doing the will of the Father. One of the things that's required for us to have peace, for us to live in the will of the Father, is to have humility. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was praying with a few close friends, and I, I was praying to the Lord and offering up all the areas of fear and worry to him. And my prayer sounded something like this, Lord, what am I going to do about this? And Lord, what am I going to do about that? And what am I going to on and on and on and on? And it's one of my classic prayers is, Lord, give me the wisdom so that I can dot, 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 right? Whatever. And I I struggle with this. I like to have control over the situation. I like to have a plan. I'm confident the Lord will work and I will let him if he just tells me what, how, and when he plans to act. And this is the wrong attitude, right? This is not a humble attitude in prayer. I need to be humble and yield to the Lord's will. The other thing I found is that fear, it just can't coexist with humility, right? Fear cannot exist with humility. Why not? Well, because fear is my worriedness that what I do or what others do will not work out. Humility is when we recognize that the Lord is constantly working on us and working with us. Humility is yielding to his Holy Spirit. So we need humility to have peace. The other thing we need to have peace is gratitude. Gratitude is a great way for us to stop focusing on what we don't have or what we want changed to focusing on what the Lord has done and is doing in our lives. I attend a regular small group with a bunch of Catholic men. Every other week when we get together, we share about our life. We ask for prayers and offer encouragement to each other. A few years ago, I mentioned some anxiety I was dealing with, and one of the guys in that group recommended I read Philippians 4, 6-7, and that I incorporate that into my prayer. And I do this pretty regularly. If you flip through my prayer journal, you can see several references at multiple times to Philippians 4, 
verse 6 to 7. And I've spoken about this in a couple episodes as well because I find it to be so very helpful in prayer. So Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So when I worry, when I get anxious, I first go to a litany of those things that I'm grateful for. This is a great thing to do in prayer now, especially as we approach Thanksgiving, right? So so what do I have gratitude for? What prayers of Thanksgiving can I bring to the Lord? So I'm going to say a little prayer right here, like I do when I'm praying. Lord, I thank you for my life. I thank you for my family, for my wife and my children. Thank you for sending Jesus into the world to die for my sins. Thank you for the hope of the resurrection and eternal life with you. Thank you for the church and the sacraments where I can be renewed and strengthened with grace. Thank you for my skills and my talents. Thank you for my ability to work and earn. Thank you for the countless ways that I've experienced the Holy Spirit active in my life. Thank you for your constant pursuit of me. Thank you for your invitation to participate in your awesome plan. And when I pray this, there's a peace that comes over me. There's a peace that will come over you when you begin to thank the Lord. When we offer prayers of gratitude to the Lord, we take our attention off of what we don't have and we focus on what the Lord has provided us with. There have been some seriously challenging times for me. There's several challenging times things I'm, I'm involved right now in. And when I focus on those and list all of those, I can get overwhelmed and anxious. But when I instead go to the Lord with a grateful heart and recount all those ways that the Lord's provided, in all those ways that I've experienced the Holy Spirit show up, in all those moments where I felt the love of the Father, I mean, many times it's through other people, other people who've put themselves in a place to follow those promptings of the Holy Spirit and reach out to me. I'm able to remember that the Lord is faithful and he will give me all the grace and strength that I need to accept his constant invitation to cooperate with his great plan for me. Just yesterday I was praying about all of this and I opened my Bible to Sirach chapter 40. The title of the chapter in my New American Bible is Joys and Miseries of Life. (laughs) The chapter starts with several of the miseries. It talks about anxiety and how it will keep you from so many things, including sleep. And when you do sleep, you only wake up to more troubles and hardships and anxieties. But then the the chapter turns to joys, and it gives some great wisdom. So I'm going to read here from verse 21 to 27 from uh, Sirach chapter 40, verse 21 to 27. And it says, Flute and harp offer sweet melody, but better than either, a pure tongue. Grace and beauty delight the eye, but better than either, the produce of the field. A friend and a neighbor are timely guides, but better than either, a sensible wife. Relatives and helpers for times of stress, but better than either, charity that rescues. Gold and silver make one's way secured, but better than either, sound judgment. Wealth and vigor make the heart exult, but better than either, fear of God. In the fear of the Lord, there is no want. Whoever has it needs seek no other support. The fear of God is a paradise of blessings. Its canopy is over all that is glorious. 
That's awesome. In the fear of the Lord, there is no want. Fear of the Lord and humility, they go hand in hand. Living in the fear of the Lord is living in his will. And that's where we find peace. And this is how we do it. Not our way, but his way, the Lord's way. This is how we arrive at peace. It starts with us. Then we can be an encouragement to those around us. This is how peace comes into the world. One by one, as we all make a decision to live in God's will for us, we're able to find the peace that surpasses all understanding. We come to the Lord in humility, yielding to his Holy Spirit. We come to the Lord in gratitude, thanking him for his constant generosity to us. So that's what I have for us today, for focusing on peace, getting peace into your life. I hope this has been helpful. Thank you for joining me today. God bless. Thank you for listening to Catholic Money Talk. I hope you join us again next time. Please click subscribe in your podcast app to get notified of new episodes. God bless you and have a great day.